Blog Talk Radio. Let's start with that. 
Okay. Well, that's an important one. The uh, yeah, Trans-Pacific Partnership. That was um, that's one that was read many, many times because it's no, it's we a, did. But I mean, I wanted to read this one over because it kind of it kind of capsulizes what you know this particular one. I don't remember. Yeah, what are we yeah. talking about, Lila? Well, these are, the, well, these are the I, most I, read. Yeah, you don't understand. I don't remember any of these articles. Yes, I do. Do you? Yes. Wow. These are, this was one I, mean, of I don't remember reading the specific. I remember reading articles this is on these one articles. Of, you know, these, the are one of, these are the most uh, read articles that they had posted. I don't, I don't, I don't recall this particular one because I, I was kind of disappointed with a lot of the, the TPP didn't really, the unions didn't even come out after them until about mid, mid of this year, you know. Nobody said anything about it. Nobody you know? knew anything. Nobody they read. Did, nobody, nobody they, uh, could even read the law. Still, nobody knows what's in it. Really, well, completely. There's plenty of, of videos. Funny to posted, criticize. I posted several on my website uh, <laughs> over the course of the year, and uh, but and played it, played it on air. Sometimes this year, President Obama will ask Congress to approve a new trade agreement. Well, they already did this, but, mm-hmm. but this uh, article was, yeah, you know, was read. written all back. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, they did approve this thing to some degree. I I I don't even know right now how far it is or what they did. Mm-hmm. Did did you do you know if they approved it or not? Well, they were approving parts, some of it. Yeah, I didn't got really. Through some, got yeah, through. I didn't really understand the whole thing. Yeah, me neither. It's, it's the fact of, that it was written in secrecy is kind of scary. Oh yeah. Written by corporations. Yeah, and and not shown to the to the to the Congress or anybody, uh, but yet Congress is such a bullcrap operation that they just passed it without without saying anything until mm-hmm. so many people, unions, and everybody started to say, wait, 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 hold it. Then all of a sudden they were egg on the face and say, Oh, we gotta look into this, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like that's why I love these idiots, Pelosi and Wagawell and their what's her name, Wasserman and all these all these marvelous Democrats that are supposed to be helping you out. They're nothing but rubber stamps, you know, to Obama policies which are bad for unions, bad for people. All right. I mean, as far as the Democrats concerned, I mean I I'm sick of them because they do the same thing as Republicans. They just let their let these mm-hmm. bills go through mm-hmm. and get paid off, and you know it's just a, a horrible thing. It's time for an independent, time for a damn independent uh, uh, person, and uh, you know, in, in, the, in the government and and in the White House and in the Congress, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And the Senate. Another article that was read a lot was oh. ten facts about the minimum wage. Yeah. You know, the Republicans seem to fill the airways with untrue oh, stuff, yeah, and terrible. it's very hard to get you get the word out. Yeah. And so that was an article that was read many, uh, many times. Well, it's worth reading one more time because at the end of the year here, people should recognize what's going on. And I guess that they raised, they did somewhat raise the minimum wage to mm-hmm. what, I'm not sure, all right? But uh, federal minimum wage was like 725 or something. And all the different states that are higher, but or, or and in some places it's you know almost well, fifteen dollars, but the cost of living yeah. is so high. Oh yeah, well they're trying to raise the wage to ten bucks an hour or something like that. They, they congressionally, uh, you know, uh, well while the prices just about everything else has skyrocketed, milk, eggs, and in college, full-time minimum wage workers are barely making more than fifteen thousand a year. Here are ten facts you need to know uh, from Nelton. N-E-L-P, and the Economic Policy Institute about the minimum wage. Why $10.89? I don't know what that is. It's not the minimum wage. 
how much the federal minimum wage would be if it had kept up with inflation over the last 40 years. It's now $7.25. The annual income for a full-time employee working an entire year at a federal minimum wage job is $15,080. The number of states where a minimum wage worker can afford a two-bedroom apartment working a 40-hour week, zero. The three... The number of times Congress passed legislation to increase the minimum wage in the last 30 years, three. Only three times in 30 years. And uh, as, of December, as of January 1st, 2015, the number of states, including the District of Columbia, that will have raised their minimum wage above the federal level of 7.25 an hour is 30 states. I think it's $15 an hour in the District of Columbia. Yeah, uh, yeah whatever it is. Huh? Mm. Okay, 16 states. Or 16 states. The number of states that annually increase their state minimum wage to keep up with the rising cost of living or that have scheduled annual cost of living adjustments to begin in the next three years. The uh, 16 states. Mm -hmm. 71 something is it's the percentage, percentage of, of Americans who support gradually raising the minimum wage from 7.25 an hour to at least 10 an hour, according to a June 2014 poll. So, what are they serious? So 71 percent of Americans. That's it. I would think 100 percent of them would want it. Would want to raise it above a 10 it's bucks it an hour. It's gradually raising it. I've yeah, heard yeah. just raising. Just raise it. I mean, I, I mean, is the problem. People fight against themselves. Yeah. Why would 71% of Americans, half are probably making minimum wage, all right, well, want to want to gradually increase it over the next three years to 10 bucks? They can't afford to live at 7 bucks. Now. 55 in 100 versus 4.8 in 100. What are the chances an adult minimum wage worker is a woman versus the chances a Fortune 500 CEO is a woman? 55 in 100 are minimum wage workers, mm -hmm. and 4.8 in 100 are CEO women. Okay. 55% or 55 to 69. The range of victory margin in favor of minimum wage increases across four states. Alaska, Arkansas, Nebraska, and South Dakota, where the issue was on the ballot in November 2014. So, 55 to 69. Percent? I don't know. The range of the victory margin in favor. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, how can you have 55 to 69? The range for 55 percent to 69 percent was the oh, range. Oh, through the through the different states. Okay, yeah. I, I got it. Two dollars and thirteen cents. The minimum, the federal minimum wage for tipped employees, such as waiters, waitresses, nail salon workers, or parking attendants. That is downright criminal. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? That's that's really criminal. So that was an article that was read. It's now all out of date because things have all changed but that was a, an article that was read many, many times by many, many people. Okay, I was curious about this. Winners and losers of the week. Well, certainly Trump's wages are too high. Winners and losers of the week. In our regular weekly feature, we'll be talking, uh, taking a look at the winners and losers of the week and the struggle for the rights of working families. 
The winners will be the persons or organizations that go above and beyond to expand or protect the rights of working families or working people who have fought for or won significant victory. The losers will be whoever went above and beyond to limit or deny the rights of the working people or have lost a right or a battle for expanding or keeping rights. Winners, low-wage workers who participated in strikes last week in 270 cities across the country in support of living wages and the protection of workers' rights on the job. The runner-up, contract workers for the city of Dallas after they received a minimum wage boost to 10.37 per hour, a step in the right direction. Uh, the loser, Donald Trump, after saying that wages were too high in the latest contest, to see which Republican hates workers the most, as they call it, a GOP debate. Runner-up, Hyundai Heavy Industries in South Korea, where 16 workers have died in 15 separate incidents since March 2014. Wow. Oh, well. They're the ones that have that horrible advertisement on every damn ad. They're, they're, it's 25, 30 times a night, uh, you know, that Hyundai... Christmas jingle. What's what's this one here? Trump Las Vegas Hotel files objections after workers vote to join union. Oh, well, let's see that. And the Trump International Hotel Las Vegas has filed objections to a vote held by their employees. Nine days after a majority of workers of the hotel have voted yes to be pre- represented by the Culinary Workers Union, Local 226, and the Bartenders Union, Local 165, of Unite Here. The Trump Hotel Las Vegas is um, required by federal law to bargain with the union, even though they have filed objections. And the culinary union calls upon the company to bargain a fair contract immediately. We are not surprised that Trump Las Vegas management have filed objections to the outcome of a free and fair union representation election, won by their workers who want a union, said Gio Conda Arugolo Klein, secretary treasurer of the culinary union. Trump Hotel Las Vegas managers have been accused by the federal government of violating labor laws. They want to avoid hearing Donald Trump utter his trademark, you're fired. Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump has said repeatedly that he expects and insists on being treated fairly as he campaigns to be the next president of the United States of America, said Jeffrey Wise, a food server at the hotel. I also want to be treated fairly. My coworkers and I participated in a democratic election process, just like the one Mr. Trump is preparing for right now. We voted yes to make our jobs good jobs with fair wages and job security, said Cecilia Vargas, a housekeeper at the property. We won the vote, so our voices and votes should be respected. Trump Las Vegas workers voted in the National Labor Relations Board election on December 4th and 5th, 2015, at their hotel. More than 500 employees of the hotel are in the union's bargaining unit and were eligible to vote. This victory for workers at the luxury, non-gaming hotel co-owned by businessman Donald Trump and casino owner Philip Ruffin came nine months after workers at Trump International Hotel Toronto voted to join Unite Here, and one week after Trump Toronto workers ratified their first contract. 
other non-casino hotels on the Las Vegas Strip that are union and have union benefits are the Four Seasons Hotel Las Vegas, Alara Hilton Grand Vacations, Hilton Grand Vacation Suites on the Las Vegas Strip, Hilton Grand Vacations on Paradise, and Hilton Grand Vacations Club at so the Hilton, Flamingo. So everything Hilton has gone union. Which yeah, is good and they voted for it. Why can't they have it? Yeah, I don't know. Seems like... Uh, He's filed objections. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, Trump's got issues. Very many issues. I guess so. I don't like that. I messed that up. That wasn't supposed to happen. Just go back. Uh, again. I wiped out the thingy. Yeah, a second. Hang on. Oh, sorry, folks. It wasn't supposed to happen this way, but it does.
Sharon Barrow, General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation, said, the Korean government is acting in a dictatorial and abusive manner to its own people, using arrest and imprisonment to back employers who refuse to respect basic rights to union representation and collective bargaining. Korea is betraying its commitments at the ILO and the OECD to uphold international labor standards. This is a very dangerous path for any country. We will call on the government to recognize it is behaving in a manner that contradicts core principles of democracy and to cease to attack on fundamental liberties. Oh, that's serious uh, you know, stuff. They're losing to China because China uh, is non-union, mm-hmm. and they destroy their, their their workers, where these guys are trying to stand up to something here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we fought a war over there, you know. Uh, most people forget about. But the only reason that Korea is a free country right now is because we fought the war uh-huh. of Korea and to be free and have unions and all that kind of stuff, which they did well for it with until late. So looks like they're reverting back to, you know. Sounds like a dictatorship. Yeah, sounds like Kim Jong-un, you know. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I've got problems with that. i got real problems with that idea. Flight attendants protest United Airlines as the holiday travel season kicks into high gear. Yeah, that was... Um before Christmas, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if they if they resolved that issue or not, but uh, who knows? They didn't say here that they did. Twenty-two resolutions passed at the recent CLUW convention. It's the Coalition of Labor Unions Women held its 18th biennial convention in November. Among the wide array of activities during the convention. The delegates passed numerous resolutions related to issues that affect and concern women in the workforce. Hmm. Let's see what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, women, women, women are vital to the 2016 election. Recognizes the importance of women in the 2016 election. Announces voter registration campaign that will focus on women particularly unmarried women, announces get out the vote and voter education programs. Two, raise the minimum wage for women. Support raising the minimum wage at all levels. Number three, regulate banking. Supports the passage of the Return to Prudent Banking Act and other laws that would prevent future economic collapses. Makes, yeah, four, makes STEM education a priority. I don't know what STEM is. Science, technology, um, something in math education. Science, technology, I don't know what the E, engineering and math, education a priority, that's what that is, stands for. That's for women. Yeah, for men too. too, Supports increased congressional funding for STEM education. Science, technology, education and math. Demanding voting rights for all Americans supports protecting the 1965 Voting Rights Act and legislation to protect the law in its historic role. Six is to spread the word on coronary artery disease. Supports precipitation, uh, precipitation, participation in a spread the word campaign to raise awareness about coronary artery disease among union women. 
Number seven, protect voting rights through vote by mail. Advocates for vote by mail options, particularly for special elections, and the removal of required excuses for vote by mail that exists in some states. Preserve high quality postal service. Yeah, I'm for that. And support the National Association of Letter Carriers, the American Postal Workers Union, and the National Postal Mail Handlers Union in their fight to preserve service and deliver standards in the USPS, the United States Postal Service. Pass the Equal Rights Amendment for Women's Equality supports the Equal Rights Amendment, obviously. Ten, we want Paycheck Fairness. Supports the Paycheck Fairness Act, making it easier to identify and rectify inequality in gender-based pay. Pass the Each Woman Act. Supports uh, passage of the Each Woman Act to prevent existing law from jeopardizing the health and well-being of low-income women and their families. And 12, is stand with Planned Parenthood, express support for Planned Parenthood, and opposes efforts to defund the organization and its vital health care services. Stop human trafficking. Calls for the passage of implementation of laws to abolish human trafficking mm-hmm. and all of, uh, alleviate the conditions and encourage human what? Oh, they encourage human trafficking. Well, you know, you know, it's this illegal immigration is what's doing this. You know, that's where you're getting this human trafficking from. I mean, it's like they're opening these borders, and all these people are coming in, and you got all these what they call coyotes who, who you know, uh, pack up those uh, those trucks with all these people oh, and, and set them over and. And, uh, and Leave them to die if they. Well, basically, they they've got employers that they drop them off with. I'm sure. You know, we're paying them to bring all these illegals in. in, in. So, you know, you you got to really look carefully at this stuff, especially at this illegal immigration issue. And I know most unions uh, seem to prefer it, but for some reason, stop human trafficking. The only way you're going to stop that is if you stop illegal immigration. You know? Number 14, women need economic justice, oppose cuts to public services, and call for restoration and the expansion of programs targeted in budget talks through innovative funding options. Fifteen, prevent gun violence. Support national legislation that will prevent gun violence, save lives, and preserve Second Amendment rights. I'm glad that the union, that most union people are pro-Second Amendment, you know, I think. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they should be. Clean drinking water is a human right. Oh, I agree with that. Okay, opposes the uh, shutoff of wa- clean water to poor communities as a human rights violation. They did that in Detroit. It was terrible. Yeah, they did to yeah, there. yeah. I don't know what happened as a result of that. They never heard that. about it. You never hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, reports are all censored from there. And people they, had know. to go down with buckets to get water. Yeah, I mean, you think that yeah. people lived in wouldn't the third think, world. It was terrible. Wouldn't you think that the national news would cover that, yeah, you know, in some way? Say. It's not even covered on the Internet. You can't find news about Detroit's water problems. The United Nations condemned yeah. us for what we did to de- people in Detroit. Yeah, they, they call this a third world concept, and mm-hmm. as well as, uh, uh, what was it, the... Uh, uh, who was it? The third world, um, um, the uh, Indian reservation that they went to. Um, I forget. It's a very famous one. And they said the conditions there were third world. Mm-hmm. You know. So, well, that's what that you know. 
we don't hear about that, do we, very often? No. No, not too often. Um, Defeat Right to Workers Acts. Uh, Yeah. Defeat Right to Work Attacks. Opposes right to work legislation in any state that attempts to move forward with it. Black Lives Matter advocates for an honest discussion about racism and white privilege and advocating for positive change in our treatment of related issues. These are all things that women were fighting for here in their their, uh, forum. Reform the criminal justice system calls for a reform of the criminal justice system to lessen the focus on punishment and increasing efforts to help people change and reintegrate and contribute to our society. Yeah, it's about time. 20. Let's get real family values. Advocates for a variety of policies uh, that increases economic security for families, including but not limited to family leave, paid sick leave, um, paid sick leave, quality affordable child care, and the right of all women to have access to a full range of productive health care. And I I think after birth, women should have a year off to take care of the infant. If it's either the husband or the wife. Zuckerman would would only give give them six months. Well, I believe in a year. And he's got the most uh, most liberal uh, that there is. They do uh, that in Europe. Yeah, but this is the United States. I don't care. We don't have liberal stuff here. It, it's not that you want to have. You want to create healthy children. I'm not. I'm not saying that's not good. I'm just saying this is America. You don't get that kind of stuff. They don't even give you a, a sick leave, or right? you know, a lot. Most people, a lot of people, don't even have uh, sick leave, pay anything. You know, no benefits, no nothing. Well, what a what a progressive country we have. You know, isn't it amazing? Workers will win with the Wage Act. Yeah. All right. Uh, supports the wage supports the wage act that will help working people provide for their families. And twenty second, twenty second, yeah, twenty two. Endorse passage of the Equality Act. Support legislation that increases l- lesbian, gays, bi's, and transsexual equality, specifically the Equality Act. I'm not really okay. sure what the Equality Act <laughs> says. Uh, I don't but you know, but I think everyone should be treated fairly in the eyes yeah, of the law. Yeah, you know, they should be treated yeah. fairly. No matter what your sexual preference is or whatever it is. It's sad they have to adopt the law to get that to happen. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But that's the way it is. Uh, you know, it just doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm really, I just, just really... No, I've read that. Really Seattle for higher drivers. When we read all oh, yeah. these. Yeah, those were read earlier. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Federal Reserve rate hike. Wrong decision for working people. Mm-hmm. All right. Trump just said this. Let's yeah, I know he, he did. I, I don't know why why he thinks. Well, that the Reserve. I have no idea either. But you know, right now, zero percent interest rate. You know, for anybody is killing is killing uh, retirees. Well, they raised it, but not by much. To a quarter percent. One quarter percent. Yeah, that's going to make everybody wealthy, right? In anticipation of the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, AFL-CIO President Richard Comfort made the following statement. We urge the Fed to avoid making a mistake by raising interest rates tomorrow. 
Too many working people are not feeling the economic recovery because of stagnant wages. In the month to come, the Fed should focus on the policy goal that real wages should rise with productivity. Real working people deserve to lead better lives by sharing in the wealth we all create. And he's right on that, but, you know, what the hell's wrong with raising the interest rate to, to, to where, you know, savings accounts can can, can have some yeah. money, you know? And That's what, right. you know, oh, who's it going to hurt? You know, the, oh, you know, the banks. See, the problem is that most people in this country don't understand the banking system. Mm-hmm. We can't survive without that. Money is debt. Debt is money. That's the way it is. Banks create debt, okay? And we think it's money, mm-hmm. but it's credit, and it's all credit. There is no money. It's all it's all phony baloney. What, even your federal dollar is a reserve note. That's all it is, money we the government owes back to the Fed for issuing the money. So it's ridiculous it's unbelievable, system. criminal, and absolutely stupid. But nobody, I mean, if anybody wants to go after the Fed, it should be the unions. Man, yeah. you know, but the unions don't understand money. Yeah, if you want to have a better life, control your own money. That's it. You make your money, that's you right. distribute it, and you decide on the rate. Yeah, that should be decided by Congress, we shouldn't be owing, not by the federal government. We shouldn't reserve. be owing banks interest and the IRS interest and taxes. Do you know the IRS is not even a, a federal agency? I know, and I found it's that out. It's a private agency. Yeah, why should a private agency be collecting our tax money? Exactly. It's nothing more than uh, than strong-armed uh, collectors, collection agencies. That's mm-hmm. all it is. You know, and yet we allow this, and, and it's allowed, and, and people just don't understand what it's doing. And guys, and I'm sorry it goes, but instead Trump goes and, and all the union guys, they should all be enforcing and pushing for, you know, uh, uh, public banking. Yeah, not, not this bullshit that we're Any country out. that has uh, is Fed. in good financial shape, Today, like Germany. Anyone that's in good finance has a central bank. They do not get involved with, you know, this Federal Reserve. Germany has a central IMF. bank. That's why they, they have a central bank. That's yeah. why they. That's why they're so, they always so, have ever since so much the Nazis. more stable. Ever since the Nazis, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, prior to that, they were they were like everybody else. They had incredible inflation and insanity going on. Then what happened is, you know, blame it on Hitler if you want, but Hitler created a central bank. And, and the people of Germany control their own bank. It's yeah. not controlled by some banker or some corporation. That's right. That's right. Or some private group of people. And they, who and they are, became they became extremely wealthy. Your state and, could also create a state bank. Right. And you wouldn't have any debt either. Yeah. And oddly enough, all the money was was put up by the by American uh, industrialists, you know, uh, for for uh, for Hitler, and they established their own bank over there. Really weird, weird, weird how the financing went. But I don't understand why unions don't understand banking. You know, it's, it's vital to their to their needs, and you know, it's not taught in schools. You know, nope. it's not taught properly in any of these, and, it, and it's like it's it's like. Wow. I didn't find out till about 15 years ago about the banking system. I mean, I didn't know. I thought you went into a bank and you it borrowed. Wasn't, it wasn't 15 years ago. I thought it was only about maybe less than 10. 10 years ago, whatever. Not even that. 
It's like it's like around two, yeah, maybe ten years ago when we a year or two after we started our, our radio show. I always thought you went into a bank yeah. and uh, they had the money there. And we had we had <laughs> we had several guests, but uh, a couple of them told us what it was, and then we looked up looked it up, and we found out that it was just a huge fraud. Yeah, basically, absolutely huge fraud, and then uh, which nobody really knows or thinks about. You just assume. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't until we were talking with the uh, with the John Burke Society, mm-hmm. uh, John McManus, that he brought about the. Uh, he told us about the making of the um, Federal Reserve and how it was just a whole big um, uh, nightmare that was cast upon the American. You know, it was yeah, just a and every president of that's tried to do anything about it has ended up either dead or discredited or whatever. That's right. You know, they they can't do it. But now you got a guy like Obama who did nothing more than a big corporate, you know, uh, blow boy. You know, it's like God Almighty. I mean, the guy just did every bends right over for these guys. You know, that's why he wanted the, the, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Yep. It was nothing more than a big gift to, to, to the corporations for putting them in office. That's the whole big deal, you know. So you want to make gotta sure. Worry. Yeah, and you got to really worry about these, 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 these Republican clowns, too. Yep. Right? They are some miserable people. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have any faith in, in, in this election coming up. And uh, I wish I could say I was... Um, Oh, I, don't I wish I could say I, I could I could actually endorse uh, Hillary. I can't. <laughs> I can't. That's like well, she's owned that, by that's like stuff. that's like horrible. You know, yeah. Colin Sachs. Yeah, she's owned by she's owned by everybody. Everybody has a piece of that woman. Yeah, yeah. And I the only thing I look forward to, I'm sorry to say, is uh, you know if there's going to be a uh, if there's really going to be a uh, Democrat and Republican debate, okay, uh, I'm curious to see, I, I, I'm just really, really curious to see how uh, Trump just destroys her, you know, so he'll destroy her on stage, you know. Well, she'll bring out the big bad bully, her husband. Big bad bully, yeah, yeah, well, he's going to destroy, he's already destroyed him. He's, he, he's pretty much muted Clinton, Bill you know. Clinton's not as quick as he was. No, he's he's slowed down. But he, yeah. you know, that's that's what you get for playing with uh, underage uh, prostitutes and uh-huh. you know smuggling cocaine and you know whatever doing all else your he's bad done. things and taking bribes from different countries and selling out your country. Before you know it, you'll end up looking like he does. You know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but uh, you know, I just I just don't have any faith in those in the Clintons. And, uh, I'm sorry that that uh, Repo- the Republic, the Republic, I'm sorry the unions have endorsed her because well, uh, I, I am just, too I just because think it's uh, nothing, horrible. Yeah, there's horrible nothing though. about her that I find positive. Except, I mean, Bernie Sanders, for crying out loud, is a major union guy. You know, he would be the guy. You know, I think so. Crying out loud, he, you know, he, he's the he's the guy. I mean, if you're gonna endorse somebody, endorse him, not 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 Hillary. Oh my God, she's gonna wind up. She's going to wind up in jail before she's elected, you know, mm-hmm. or b- before she's even nominated. Yeah. Well, Bill Clinton, I always considered Republican light. Oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely he's a Republican. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, but I don't know why, and I can't to this day understand why 
the Democrats have made him the celebrity at large. You know, they, they, they well, say, no matter they what. They don't they have gotta, anybody that can speak. Yeah, but no matter what they do, no matter how they screw the world or screw this country, they still think that they're wonderful. You know, the, you know, you got all these crazy people running around, you know, kissing their feet, you know, and praising them. And, oh, Hillary's wonderful. You know, it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. So, I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> I, I, I try not to. Okay. Uh, would undermine human rights across the globe. That, this might be worth reading. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think we've probably read something like that before, but it's worth reading well, again. I don't remember it. And well, we maybe have. I'm suffering from Alzheimer's, I think but so. I don't think so. We've read yeah. quite a few of these, but maybe not this particular one. How the TPP trade agreement would undermine human rights, rights across the globe. Human, this just came up. Yeah, yeah. I know. We've we've read similar ones, though. Human Rights Day is observed every year on December 10th. It commemorates the day that the UN General Assembly adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in 1948, which was later supplemented by adoption of the International Covenant on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights and the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. Today, these global compacts from the, form the backbone of international human rights norms, including the rights to freedom of expression, to self-determination, to peacefully assemble, and to the freedom of association. It is worth celebrating that half a century ago, the world agreed upon a set of universal rights for all human beings that all countries are bound to respect and fulfill. Yet on this date, we are also reminded that these fundamental rights are threatened by the Trans-Pacific Partnership being forwarded by the United States and 11 other Pacific Rim countries and championed by corporate interests. Just last week, labor leaders on the Labor Advisory Committee for the Trade Negotiations and Trade Policy, the official labor voice in the administration's TPP negotiations, urged President Barack Obama not to send the deal to Congress as the committee's numerous recommendations that would have helped reduce our trade deficit, protect working families, and promote inclusive global growth were essentially ignored. Isn't that something? Well, in the wake of the missed opportunity, the AFL-CIO convened an expert discussion uh, to explore the potential human rights impacts the TPP would have on working families, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transsexual uh, people, migrant workers, human and labor rights, food security, and environment. Here is how the TPP fails to meet the mark on human rights. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention, I, I, I don't know if we can bring this article up, but um, they no longer, they, they passed a bill in Congress now that you don't have to have the, uh, you don't have to label the uh, country of origin for meat. Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that sick? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we read, we read uh, we don't read it, but we saw it. We, you know, mm-hmm. it just came up. I mean, it just came up this week. Mm-hmm. All right, that they, they you know. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, let's forget about that. So we can go back to being. Wonderful citizens to say nothing. All right. AFL-CIO Equity Index Fund 
aims to stop CEOs from getting rich through stock buybacks. Mm. The AFL-CIO Equity Index Fund is shining the spotlight on the companies whose CEOs stand to collect a bundle as a result of large stock buyback programs and a stock buyback a company buys back its own stock shares to reduce the number of shares outstanding. Okay, we understand that. Um, big stock repurchases may prop up companies' stock prices in the short term, but hurt their survival in the long term by starving investments in capital equipment, research, and development. These types of investments are vital for job creation. The equity index fund's effort comes uh, come at a time when stock buybacks have risen to record levels in the United States. The S&P 500 index companies spent $553 billion on repurchasing their shares and $369 billion on dividends for the 12 months that ended in July 3rd, uh, June 30th. Wow. That amounts to 109% of their earnings. <laughs> yeah. All right. Many companies linked their CEO pay packages to earnings per share and other financial indicators that may, that may get a boost when the companies repurchase stock. The, per, the practice award rewards executives for financial engineering instead of rewarding growth. The date, uh, to date, the FLCIO Equity Index Fund has filed shareholder proposals for 3M, uh, Illinois Tool Works, Xerox, and IBM, uh, asking those companies to exclude the impact of stock buyback programs and the financial metrics to which CEOs pay is based. For example, 3M spent $5.7 billion on stock buybacks in 2014, uh, more than three times what the company spent on research and development. 3M CEO Ng Thuan received $20.1 million, including $4.7 million linked to stock buybacks. Why don't we move to um, take a look and see what articles have been sent to you this week? We just have a few more minutes left. We've read most of these. All right. Well, okay, we can do that. We can go. We can go. Actually, something shrewd in Donald Trump's attack on Bill Clinton. Hmm. By broaching Bill's pension for sexism, Trump strips Hillary of gender card as media takes the bait. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's. I, I think that makes sense. I mean, if I were well, if I were well, him, I'd be doing the same thing. It his sense, you know? his rule oper, operation is offense is the best defense. Oh yeah. And he gets out there. 
and he gets in front of the curve, so it's everybody is always reacting to whatever he says. He's leading the charge and leading the discussion. Yeah. So he strikes first, and everybody follows. Yeah, because let's say, let's face it. Come on, there's no bigger I mean, there's no bigger philanderer than Bill Clinton. Oh my know? God! But yet everybody, you know, nobody seems to care. Well, I no. don't want to. I would never go and listen to him. I would never voted for him because no. he's a pig. <laughs> I mean, that's all you. The best you can say about him. Who, Clinton? Yes. Yeah, I know. But, but hey, you can't you can't say that, Lila, because. Well, I just said it. No, I would never vote for a man like that. that. You should not say he's that. He's morally corrupt, Leo. Yeah, but your union is the union has endorsed Hillary. Well. Well, I, ca- I, I can't understand that. I, I, <laughs> I cannot vote for people like that. I would rather not vote. Yeah. I think he's fair game, says Trump, because his presidency was considered to be trouble, to put it mildly, because all the things she's mentioning to me, she actually said sexism. I don't know if you saw the following tweet, but I turned her words against her uh, from that standpoint. She's got to be careful and fair. We all have to fight fairly, and we have to fight for the good of the country, for the good of the people, for the good of everybody. But we have to fight fairly, and she's playing the woman's card. It's like, give me a break. Donald Trump on Hillary playing the gender card. (laughs) You can criticize Donald Trump for a variety of things. It's been done in the space more than a few times. He's got the social maturity of a sophomore. He's more than more thin-skinned than even the current commander-in-chief when it comes to what he perceives as unfair or misguided media coverage. He'll never be accused of being specific on policy and will almost always be accused of hyperbole on pretty much everything else. Yet here he is up 21 points on his nearest competitor, Ted Cruz, in the CNN's latest poll, up the same percentage in Fox News poll, up to 23 in the ABC, of 27 in Monmouth University poll. He's a Jason, he's a Jason Verhees of presidential politics, killed off at at least a dozen times for the comments, the pundits, and, and would be the turning point, the start of an irreversible downfall. But as we witness time and again, the polls do the opposite of conventional thinking and the lead only expands. And after nearly seven months of hearing Trump allegedly say totally the wrong thing and stepping over some imaginary red lines of decency, there's only one conclusion that can be made as we exit 2015 when it comes to the political compass and messaging decisions. Trump is more shrewd than anyone is giving him credit for. These numbers say it all. Democratic forerunner Hillary Clinton has spent $12 million on her campaign thus far, while Trump has spent $217,000, or nearly $38 million less than Jeb Bush. Holy crap. How does that happen? Free advertising via dominating every news cycle since June outside of big breaking news. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's only spent $200,000 on his campaign if he's the front runner. Thinking, think back and to Jeb, did all they of say the... Jeb, how much did Jeb spend already? $38 million less than Jeb Bush. Oh, my God. Jeb Bush is around 1%. Think That's back amazing. to all the supposed gaffes that led to polling bumps since announcing his candidacy. Mock John McCain's status as a war hero. He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people who weren't captured. The numbers go up after. 
Every pundit in the country insisted the opposite would occur. Call journalists scum. The numbers go up. Declare a temporary ban on Muslims entering the country, which we're told would be the absolute final straw. The numbers go up. But it was this exchange with ABC reporter Tom Lamas in August over the term anchor babies that captured the essence of Trump's rise better than any of them. Lamas, that's an offensive term. People find that hurtful. Trump, you mean it's not politically correct and yet everybody uses it? Lamas, look look it up in the dictionary. It's offensive. Trump, I'll use the word anchor baby. Excuse me, I'll use the word anchor baby. (laughs) There are literally dozens of other examples of Trump following the George Constanza opposite day rule, in in this case, doing the opposite of what every politician has done prior on a national stage and getting a positive result. But let's stick to these four to show how, in retrospect, it was the right way to go if getting the nomination is the immediate goal. John McCain, always the darling of the media, using how often he gets booked for interviews as an indicator. Attacking McCain, a former presidential candidate in POW, was viewed as a no-win situation. But when looking at McCain's approval rating in his own state, 30 approved, 54 disapproved, (laughs) and Congress in general, 13.2%, Trump tapped into a conservative angst over the blowout losses in 2008. Obama over McCain
and six and ten don't trust the media in general. I am so glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. I but eight in ten Americans view TV reporters unfavorably. They're like us. We look at them and call them oh. a bunch of boobs. Bobbleheads. Bobbleheads, yeah. Going after the press may result in the more attacks and return directed at Trump. But does that actually hurt him? The old school thinking used to be to play defense and show remorse when the media mob demanded it. But Trump doesn't does the opposite, and his loyalty his loyalty only grows. If he wins the nomination, his approach may not play well in the general, but it's one of the reasons he enjoys this kind of lead in the crowded GOP field right now. Temporary ban on Muslims. Most, Muslim, most polls show about 6 in 10 Americans oppose a temporary ban on Muslims entering the country. Show about 6 in 10 Americans oppose a temporary ban. Bad news So, so 6 out of 10 people, Americans don't care. Is that what that is? That what yeah. you're saying? Oppose a ban. A temporary ban. Yeah. Okay. Bad news for Trump, right? Not when running, not when winning the nomination is the immediate goal, as six in ten Republicans support says, said uh, yes, yes to a temporary ban. Uh, I'm not a Republican, but I, I say the same thing. And uh, combine that with polls showing a 53-28 approve disapprove gap on Syrian refugees entering the country, regardless of the political affiliation, and Trump suddenly has a winning hand on the issue. With GOP primary voters, despite being slammed for even broaching the subject. Punching back when challenged. The Tom Lamoth Anchor Babies Exchange is Trump in a nutshell. He's not only unapologetic, but pushes back when pushed. Lamoth, who really shouldn't be editorializing, grandstanding in his role as a news correspondent, news correspondent joke, and the manner he did, <laughs> simply didn't know how to respond and hasn't been heard from much on the topic since. GOP voters have grown accustomed to their candidates dancing to the media narrative. With Trump, they see the process reversed, with him setting the tone instead. These examples are now being rehashed and presented for this reason. Almost everyone with an opinion in political media is warning Trump not to broach Bill Clinton's checkered past with, when it comes to his treatment of women. You can argue the semantics around it, but any reasonable person would agree it wasn't what one would call exemplary. So when Trump says Hillary's husband is fair game, particularly when she pontificates about anything involving sexism and or war on women, if we've learned anything from this year, it's that Trump knows what he's doing when he steps into arenas deemed political quicksand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and here's a tweet by Trump. It says, Hillary Clinton has announced that she is letting her husband out to campaign, but he's demonstrated a penchant for sexism. So inappropriate. We keep uh, hearing lately that Trump's broaching Bill Clinton personal past would be at his own peril. Well, Hillary can now play the victim and therefore gain sympathy, they say. But there's something different about Trump's daring to go down this road by counterpunching the Clintons on Bill's pension for sexism. <laughs> and again, it's quietly shrewd. Uh, Hillary, uh, Hillary, who has serious trust issues from voters, is her own right, uh, in her own right, six in ten Americans don't trust her. Mm-hmm. which is higher than Trump's numbers on the topic. 
is now on the defensive on this issue as news organizations give Trump's comments about Bill Clinton's past and Hillary's obvious hypocrisy on the matter of considerable airtime. Mm-hmm. In the end, this brings the fight into a mud into the mud where Trump and a media uh, that and can never resist a food fight <laughs> likes likes it, and it's a place where establishment candidates are thrown way off their game if Jeb Bush's awkward retorts to Trump on basically anything personal or any indication. Ruth Marcus, a liberal columnist for the Washington Post, sums up Trump's strategy thusly and uniquely. Uh, Hillary Clinton has made moves that lead me gulp to agree with Trump on the fair game front. She is smartly using her husband as a campaign surrogate and simultaneously correctly calling Trump sexist. These moves open a dangerous door. It should surprise no one that Trump has barged right through it. (laughs) I thought it was pretty stupid of her. I did, too. Trump's dumb for going after Bill. It's it'll backfire. Uh, play into so. Hillary's hands. Uh, Trump's dumb for it's a question mark. It'll backfire. Question mark. Plays into Hillary's hands. Question mark. If this compass, when decisively crossing red lines before, uh, if his compass, when decisively crossing red lines before, are the guide, it may not be the losing strategy. Most pundits who have been wrong. At every turn on this candidacy, even before it began, keep insisting it is. Uh, it's true. Why is uh, anybody going to feel sorry for her? Nobody. Nobody's nobody. going to feel nobody. sorry for her. Nobody. They felt sorry for her when, when, when Bill got caught and impeached and everything. But, you know, too bad. She stuck with him. She would have done better without him, I'll tell you that. Yep. Don't you think? Well, he must have a lot of clout in that party. Well, he does, but it's gonna, you're going to lose it now. You're going to lose it. And they're going to lose the election, and they're going to lose it all because of them, which is probably just because, and right here, the coming train wreck. Hillary Clinton is sinking like a stone. She's falling in the polls, conversation with her longtime friends. Yeah. See, Bernie Sanders is, is ahead in the polls. He's ahead in the rallies. He's ahead everywhere for the, for, you know, the Democrats. But, uh, and nobody likes Hillary, but she, her, her, her I don't know why, um, they keep putting her up there like she's something. You know what I mean? I don't know. They must that. have so much dirt on everybody. Oh, yeah. I, think of. I guess, you know, or they just, I have no idea why, you know, why, why they keep wanting her, you know, because she's so, she's so useless. Uh, well, anyway, six months ago, the 2016 election looked to be predictable and boring. Clinton 2 versus Bush 3. Uh, <laughs> advantage Clinton. Well, forget that. Hillary Clinton is seeking like a stone. She's falling in the polls. Conversations with her longtime friends and admirers indicate grave worry. She is not generating the excitement that the first prospective women president should. The email mess is not going away. Even the money advantage is not what is, was anticipated. And a self-declared socialist could defeat her in Iowa and New Hampshire. Even as she tax left and even even as she tax left to excite the base, there is no way she can out Sanders Sanders. <laughs> if she could just vault over the rest of the pack and claim the nomination as she hoped out uh, when she declared her candidacy. Hillary Clinton might still be a strong nominee, but that's not going to happen. As best the fight for eventual nomination will be a long slog with Clinton in the role of piñata. Yeah. And uh, 
As sharks are drawn to blood in the water, Hillary's miseries are attracting other candidates. The latest is Joe Biden. This is written on August. Okay, this is in August. All right. I guess her poll numbers have increased since then. All right, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a, it's all a joke. So anyway, folks, we're, we're at the end of the show. We kind of went over. But we want to thank everybody who joined us tonight. And we hope you will, uh, you know, have a wonderful New Year. Yep, you know? I certainly wish people a happy yeah, New Year. Me too. And uh, we hope to get out uh, and have a good time, or stay home and have a good time. Yeah, and we want to we we, we, we want to express our uh, we want to express our sympathies to again to uh, our friend uh, <coughs> uh, Larry Dorman and his family who are suffering. Yeah, this time, time. and we uh, uh, we send out uh, heartfelt wish to. Uh, them and hope their new year uh, is better. Yeah. And we hope to be able to talk to Larry maybe next week or the week after and, uh, um, you know, get him back in a fighting mood. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is pretty feisty. So uh, I can't wait to hear him, uh, hear his, uh, his views. So anyway, good night, everybody. Thank yeah, you for joining night, us. And, uh, happy a, new year. Happy new year. Thank <laughs> you.